You should definitely do that. I had, I had. So we had a game today on the wake up call. It's called Who's Got to Go. So you just, you know, obviously you get four things. Right, right. So one's got to go. And so I did holidays with Thanksgiving coming up. And I did Thanksgiving, Halloween, 4th of July. And I put Easter in there. And I didn't even think. I was just basically going off. Wait, of, what was this? So it was the Who's Got to Go game. And oh, you know where you yeah, yeah, yeah. and I put those holidays put in it. I put Easter in it, not thinking Christ got to go. Basically, <laughs> just thinking, well, this can just be about the about the things you do on these holidays, right? Like Thanksgiving dinner, Fourth the July fireworks, right? Egg hunt, uh, Easter Sunday dinner, whatever. I didn't think of the actual reason why the we thing. celebrate Easter. Here's and the so, deal, though: you get rid of Easter. It's coming back. Right. Three days later, yeah. baby. No, it's it's going to come back. <laughs> on that note. Immediately. Yeah. On that and so note. I got I got clowned because I I'm at, I put Easter in there, and they were like, well, we're going to keep Easter. And it's just funny. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, he's got to be out of the party. Gone. <laughs> See, Nada, that would have been great for the Patreon. Done. With that story? Yeah. Well, there, there you go. But yeah, I thought it was funny. Well, you know, I All right. It. I'm rolling. All right. You're rolling now. <laughs> All right, let's go. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. We live. Welcome to the Locked On Hornets Podcast. I'm Walker Mail alongside Nada Edwards. No Doug Branson today, but we have replaced him with the Steve Bob Forrest. Steve, thanks for joining us here. Yeah, today. baby. Boing, boing, yeah, boing, I, I gave you a yuck, shout yuck, out. Yuck, yuck. Right, all of that. I talked about uh, you the other day, how we got to check you out. Yes. Got to check you out at the Evening Muse. Got to see you do stand up for the first time. Quite a surprise to see your, your tall, awesome stuff. butt coming did it, in there. Did it get you inspired to do a better show when you saw me <laughs> sitting down? It did actually. I was I was that was quite a surprise, man. I was glad to see you come out and support. Um, and you really fill up a room. You're a, you're a big guy, so that helped. <laughs> I don't out know too. if that's a compliment, but no, I not really. It. But you know, um, <laughs> Jeez, but I, I didn't did, think so. You know, I thought, tw- but we were talking after the show, and you're like, man, you got to come up back on the pod and. And uh, I don't know. I was kind of reticent to do it because I felt like maybe just go out on top, just leave you with that one golden memory of <laughs> kind of like the the pirate, the Somalian pirate. Like I'm the captain now, and you need to get off of the ship. Did you feel like you were Tom Hanks, and that I was trying to get you off of the ship? Because you were an original crew member here. I did get the vibe that you were threatening me with violence. Yeah, yes, I did. Um, and uh, yeah, so but I'm back now and here to ruin your memories of me being awesome. So. Perfect. I'm excited for it. Check us out on Twitter at Walker Mail at Not of the Scribe. You can find Steve at Steve Bob Forrest. Back can, on Twitter. And you can find the show. Yeah, that didn't last long. You were on there for like. I told you, you it wouldn't. Yeah, you, you're right. So what was even the purpose anyway, just to kind of get a day away from it? Because it was like two days, right? Look, man, I would love to get away from all this stuff, but it's like addictive, you know? Yeah. It, it's bad for you. It's like all things that are addictive. Well, and if you do just so happen to be on Twitter, you can find the show handle on most social media platforms at Locked On Hornets. I will be on the road to Marshall tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, heading out to good old Huntington, West Virginia. I'm yeah, be doing, have fun with that. Yeah, I will. Yes, you it's going to be, be gone fantastic. In November, <laughs> I'll be doing sidelines for the Charlotte 49er and Marshall game, so it should be just Nada and Doug manning the fort tomorrow. So because of that, we're going to preview at least my thoughts on the Philly and Charlotte game tomorrow night. And the Hornets lost that first game on the road to Philly, but it was close at 105-103. Hornets will have some differences even in the short amount of time in between these contests. So let's go to James Borrego on his comments about the comparison of this game against Philly and the one they had earlier in the season. The Philly game, very competitive game, second night of a back-to-back. Um, we were very competitive there. I think we had a lead for uh, a number of minutes. 
thought Devontae played well. He helped us in that game. It would be nice to you know have Tony Parker as well in this game. Um, but it's going to be a very physical game uh, inside with Embiid. Uh, J.J. Reddick's a problem. We're going to have to be better on him and not fouling their shoot shooters. But we were right there, you know, second night of a back-to-back in Philly. Uh, tie game 99-99. Um, so uh, we're confident, and we got to go in there and, uh, you know, play the right way, play together, and uh, close out some road wins. So a couple of differences here. One, Tony Parker, I would imagine, is a big one. Yeah, that's a that's a fairly big one, considering how well he's played this season. Also, second night of a back-to-back, not going to be the case for either of these teams in this go-around. So that will be good for both teams involved. But mm-hmm. certainly for the Charlotte Hornets, they'll have a couple more days rest going up against this Philadelphia 76ers team. And we did see Devontae Graham, who Borrego just mentioned. We got to see him get seven points. And, you know, both of us love us some Devontae Graham. Cool to see him get some minutes in the NBA. One other thing he did not mention in that soundbite, though, was whether Bismack Biombo will get some minutes. Here's what he has to say here. It could be Biz. It could be Billy. It's going to be Cody. All all three guys uh, are going to have a shot at him. And uh, it's an important matchup for us. We'll throw different bodies at him. So uh, I thought we were pretty good on him last time. We got to be better, though, uh, this time around. Talking about Joel Embiid there, who has been a monster this season. Yeah, he's good at basketball. He's solid. He's a solid well, He's dude. been killing it lately, too, and that's how it's a bad time for it. Like, he's really hot right now. No, nah, he is. And you see both of these guys in Kimball Walker and Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. both in the top five in scoring in the league as it stands currently. And Joel Embiid is also one of the league leader in rebounds, so... Bismack Biombo, Billy Hernan Gomez, Cody Zeller, all of them are going to have their hands full, whoever guards them. Of course, Bismack, probably the best fit, the most def- the best defensively out of all of them, but yes. also Cody Zeller, the guy that doesn't sacrifice all that much on the offensive end as well. I would imagine for me, I would like to see more Cody Zeller in this game. I, I got to be honest, I didn't see the first game. Who had the majority of this? Well, Bismack came in. That was the difference, right? Is that we Bismack haven't seen. Was the big was the big differentiator. He was able to stop them, stop Billy from doing basically what they wanted. Okay. The only problem was that they were playing offensively four on five. Well, see, the thing is, like, that's kind of his role in this team, right? Like, there's going to be not a lot of matchups that he can actually come in and contribute like that, you know? So maybe that's what he is. Maybe he just comes in for these special matchups. Did uh, did MKG ever get in on him at all? I wonder how that would go. I mean, obviously, well. he would take him in the post, but... That, that wouldn't go well, Steve. Okay, thank you. All right, well, <laughs> and that's it for me. Thanks, we'll, see you, we'll see you later, Steve. No, what, what's interesting is not only did Bismack play 19 minutes in this one, but Billy Hernan Gomez got a DNPCD, didn't didn't get one second of playing time. And that was deserved at the time because he would have gotten cooked. Well, and, and even now, defensively, yeah. Billy struggles mightily. Right. There, there are a lot of problems with him defensively. That's why I think you have to go Cody Zeller. He's athletic enough. You know, Nobody's athletic enough to stop. Joel he's a freak there's a reason he's one of the best players in the NBA but Cody 26 minutes in this game against Philadelphia last go around five of eight from the field with 12 points and certainly defensively is competent enough you know there's a lot of other guys that I would choose after Cody Zeller to defend Joel Embiid yeah there there are there are so I I want to see Cody in this one but there are going to be a couple of differences well um, one thing I noticed a lot too with Embiid is that they ISO him a lot in Philly's offense, and they'll let him operate from the high post, you know, or, or out on the wing even, and just kind of clear the floor out for him. So I don't know who that benefits the most, but, like, they're not going to be switching on people a lot, which is good. You don't want Kemba on him, obviously. No, you, know, you but, don't. 
But that's what they've been doing all year, is switching off on everybody. So. Yeah, absolutely. And this guy in Joel Embiid, just last game against the Hornets, 27 points, which is right around his average, 15 rebounds, 10 of 22. So decent efficiency, just hitting one three of the five that he took in this game, the first go around. So we'll see what Embiid does tonight. But I, I'm most interested in just Philly in general and how they're playing. Yeah. A couple of Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons. That's the duo that everyone is watching when you pay attention to the 76ers. A couple of numbers with them on the floor together and not here. We'll just go down the list of what their numbers look like when these guys are on the court at the same time. When both are on the floor, Philly has an 89.3 offensive efficiency rating. Good Lord. God awful. And shooting less than 40%, 39.7 as a team. When it's just Ben Simmons on the floor, they have a 103.4 offensive efficiency rating, mm-hmm. 43.2 field goal percentage. When it's just Markel Fultz, 106.6 offensive efficiency rating, 46.4 field goal percentage. And when neither are on the floor. And I'm assuming that's when Embiid plays. Uh, I would imagine. They have their best offensive efficiency rating <laughs> at 107.2. And they shoot the best from the field at 47.1. These guys don't play well at no. all together and you have you have to think brown is going to figure this out one way or another i'm just not going to play one of these guys on the floor when the other one's on i you would think that but i think it's just a bad roster composition mm-hmm. this is what happens when you don't have guys that can extend the floor you don't trust Simmons to shoot threes, and Simmons doesn't even trust himself to do it, quite frankly. No, that, that boy shook. He, I mean, he shook. Can't, he can't he, do it. He won't take it. He won't take a three. Well, and Philly fans go soccer mom anytime Fultz takes a shot. They're like, you got it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's you got jump. it. <laughs> An elbow jumper. Yeah, okay. And the, and the whole city of Philly is on notice. But um, it is it is a bit of a problem like we had last year when, when you'd see Dwight and MKG and even MCW on the floor together where you're like, this just cannot work in 2018. Like that isn't, you can't have three people certainly that can't, that don't have a respectable jumper, but even two is, is like, like you just said with biz on the floor, you're four on five with those guys on the floor. I mean, they, they can't even clear the space to, they both need to cut and slash right. And kick yeah. out. So it's just like, I hope they play them both tonight a lot. I'll tell you. <laughs> sure. But the way that they're playing, 89.3, that is staggering. Like, even terrible. the other bad numbers I threw out there, it doesn't compare to the 89.3. That's 2011 Bobcats bad. <laughs> right. That's and so Especially bad. in this season when people are putting up 150 points. You know, especially in this season. Right. And, and you can compare these numbers a little bit. So Philly just 23rd in three-point shooting this season. 20th overall in offensive efficiency just when you look at it at the, at the bare bones of what that stat is for Philly this season and last year they were 11th in offensive efficiency and of course that was with Fultz basically getting no run what barely saw any time on the floor and again you you mentioned it Steve this is the day and age where everybody's offensive efficiency rating is way up I mean I think Mm -hmm. last year Golden State was 112 leading the way now they're 121 and you have a ton of teams at 117 115 it's crazy to see the offensive outpour and Brian Windhorst I, I saw him discussed this on ESPN that the defensive coaches, the defensive minded coaches in the NBA, they're just a step behind yeah. and nobody can yeah. figure out this offensive outpour right now. It's the same thing that happened with Steve Clifford, quite honestly. Yep. It's literally, and you see it in Orlando now where he's still just a step behind. He wants to space. He wants to do some things, but unfortunately due to his like predilection that, okay, we're going to have to go big. We're going to have to have guys that can defend the rim and defend the paint. 
it doesn't work. So teams like Detroit that finally got a win after losing four straight gets an easy one against Orlando. But these guys are going to be caught behind for a lot. And I, again, I hate to re- reemphasize this, but we have to really start looking at that roster composition. If you don't have a bench, if you don't have shooting, you're going to be f- easy pickings the night the talent really can't do anything. Landry Shamit needs to step up for them so badly in the worst way, and that's not fair that's of not us fair. to ask of him, but it's it's absolutely what Philly needs. Landry well, Shamit needs to be a guy that steps up that they got out of Wichita State and is actually getting run for them. Shamit is one of my favorite guys, but even then, that's again, he was never really a shooter. There's, and I saw Doug flame me on Twitter for this after the last game <laughs> because I, I picked up J.J. Redick on my uh, fantasy team Real early, too, and people were making fun of me. And I was like, look at this roster. Who's going to be shooting? It's going to be him. And he jacks up like 16 shots a game, at least. Like, he's often their highest volume shooter just because there's nobody else to do it. I understand that Brett Brown has to try to figure out a way for this to work with Simmons and Fultz on the court at the same time. I understand that you have to live through these woes, and some of them are very big woes with Fultz shooting from basically outside anywhere of 10 feet. I understand all of that. But when J.J. Redick is on the floor, that's any kind of combination with Embiid and Redick and probably Ben Simmons leaving Fultz out, that's your best lineup that Philly can give you. They need a trade, and I'm, and they need it in the worst way. It's well, just such a mess that, that tra- now looking back at Fultz, because you're like, did you not scout him? Did you not know what he was? Because well, that's just a bad choice either way. They should have. If, even if they made that trade, they should have taken Tatum at one, knowing that they Simmons and Fultz have almost essentially over anybody else in the NBA, the same kind of game. Like they have the same game. And it's, and it's, I think it's tricky though, because of the injury that Fultz suffered last year, it's tricky because Mark Hill Fultz shot 40% from three at Washington. Losing his entire confidence Uh, in shooting. Well, with the injury, yeah, the guy shot 40% at Washington. They were also talking about like, he just had the yips and stuff like the guy just because of the injury though. I mean, the guy can't figure out how to deal with his torn labrum that he had. I mean, he was the guy at Washington was bonafide. Like there was no problems with drafting him at number one I'm with you on Tatum now they look dumb because they traded to go up to number one to get the wrong guy but the injury it's just a weird very odd situation that has happened with Markel because of this injury that he has forgotten how to shoot and you mentioned a trade Nada can't help but go back to last year when there was a lot of Kawhi trade rumors to Philly Markel Fultz could have been included in a deal for them and not only could you have gotten Kawhi Leonard maybe on a rental and gotten rid of Markel who might be a potential problem but you would have kept Kawhi and Danny Green away from Toronto you make that trade now well, hindsight 2020 but far, man how bad is that gonna how hurt? far down did his value go just by starting the season like you know what I mean like before in the offseason you could have still talked yourself into the high high potential which he still has some but where do you think is that now not a honestly here's the thing that i would tell you guys um there's a going to be a coach who sees that rookie that young kid on a rookie deal and they're going to be like i can fix 100 right 100 i can fix that there's still value but the other thing is wilson chandler hasn't played a game for this team yet and i think wilson chandler is going to do a lot for them in terms of wing help and maybe you can do a a fultz a fultz reddick Chandler back, uh, bench backcourt, and it may work, yeah, and it any, may not, any, but we'll any, see. Yeah, any shooting is going to help them at all, and uh, we'll see what they're able to do. Still a very, very good defensive team, fifth in defensive efficiency. We all knew they were going to be good at that end of the floor. If you want to support our show and the amazing people that put it together, consider joining our Patreon community. For as little as $1 a month, you can help us keep making the Daily Hornets content that you've come to trust. Go to patreon.com. Slash LOH, there's a link in the description of this episode. You can get entered to our contest for free bobbleheads and tickets and get access to content before anyone else. Patreon.com 
slash LOH. Every dollar goes to making this the best Hornets talk in all of Charlotte. And speaking of Patreon, we'll get to our Patreon question of the day from Andrew. Thank you, Andrew, for sending that in. And again, just $1, uh, $1 a month, you can subscribe to our Patreon page. Stick around with us here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Unless Mitch has Buzz on his lap and Buzz is sort of Santa the vin- style, the, I like it. Oh yeah, or ventriloquist, you know. <laughs> well, let's see how, how how much ventrilo- ventriloquist are yeah. we going? <laughs> I don't think anything, or I don't, I don't want to go that much. Whoa, yeah, I don't want to go with ventriloquist. Let's go. I like the Santa style a little bit more. Either one is creepy. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. You guys have fun here. <laughs> Steve Bob interested in asking and answering the question from good old Andrew on Patreon. You can contribute to this one. Okay, well, thank you. Well, I mean, it didn't seem like you wanted to contribute to this. I'm so, you said you guys have fun here. No, like, I was talking about the drop you played over the break. Oh, that was great. Like you guys do have fun yeah, here. Yeah, we have fun you here. You guys have fun here while you slide back, slide back from the table. That's what I thought. This is why I don't come on the show. I just derail it immediately. You do derail it, but probably <laughs> people love it. This is a good derailing. People like the derail. No, they do. All right, I'm going to try to get it back on track, but still in a decent way. So thank you to Andrew again for sending us a question on Patreon. And Steve Bob's even going to join us, and uh, we'll let him. Yeah. As well, is it just me, or are the Hornets getting more NBA Twitter love this year than any other season? If nothing else, Miles Bridges highlights seem to be getting more play. Couldn't agree more. I thought they actually got a little bit of Twitter love last season with some of the things that Kimba Walker was able to do, and it was that kind of love that I think has able been able to get him a couple of All Star nods. But this season, it's been through the roof. Yeah, because they're actually a decent team this year. They're in a spot now. Granted, it's only eleven games. But they're in a playoff spot. They're playing well. They're the second highest scoring team in the league behind Golden State. We need stuff to talk about. So the Hornets are going to get more love. Well, and also it is not a coincidence that like NBA Twitter is all about excitement, right? So yes. like NBA Twitter is not going crazy for Steve Clifford's defensive schemes, right? <laughs> I don't want to see. It's like right. Miles it's Bridges. Rotation. That dunk was one of the best dunks in Hornets history. And I, t- I said this when I saw Malik last year in the open practice, the very first thing I was like, he's already the top two. He's right behind B Diddy as best dunker in Hornets history. No. Well, just, well, just most exciting. Yeah. But I, like you, in the game yesterday, fun. like I was, I was asking not about in the, it being in the arena for that bridges dunk. And then also the monk one. And he's like, that's a set play. Now we just have dudes flying around. That's right. Yeah. They've ran that play a couple times. It was the same exact area on the floor. It seemed like exactly. it was a bomb from Tony Parker and Malik monk sends it home. And, you're getting tweets from ESPN, Sports Center, NBA TV. They're all tweeting House of highlights. Yeah, they're all tweeting about Miles Dunks. And I saw Tony Parker's double fake at the basket in that, that Atlanta. Yeah, that was on NBA TV. They tweeted that out, giving the veterans some love, which I do think helps probably bring yeah. some attention to the Hornets is Tony Parker's edition. And Kimba is certainly getting Twitter love with his handles, and he's been able to put guys on skates. Dante DiVincenzo got put on skates when he mm-hmm. tried to guard uh, Kimba Walker. Same thing with Trey Young. Got bad. He gets drove by Trey Young. So this is starting to have some very interesting appeal to it because, damn, they're just fun to watch, even if they are a little bit better. The bigger reason they're getting this attention is because these guys are fun. They're fun. And I would say that the the attention of the high-flying dunks and the cool highlights is bringing in – this is where the 
underrated aspect of Kemba is getting a lot more shine. I would say that to answer that question that he's always been doing, putting guys on skates and breaking people's ankles, but it's just not that exciting to the rest of the NBA. He does it every game. So now that people are paying attention to the Hornets in that way, I think Kemba's getting a lot more much-deserved love. And I will say this. Uh, I'm glad to have left the days when Marvin Williams was our best dunker yeah. far behind. He gave us some good ones, <laughs> but just kind of like enough to hold us over before we got to the, the real entree. Oh my gosh. Like that was, they it's were so fun. Yeah. They, they had, had some good ones, but not exactly on a consistent it's a nice basis. Finger sandwich appetizer. You know, it was, it basically was. You, you got can't some, have a 35 year old guy as your best no, dunker. They were well, unless you dunks. That's exactly what they were. And speaking of tweets from the national scale, Bobby Marks also tweeting out, he said, quote, just finished watching Charlotte yeah, from that. last night. One thing for certain is that the Hornets won't be ranked number 30 in the next batch of future power rankings. Really like the development so far of Miles Bridges and Malik Monk. Kimba on an all-NBA pace also helps. Welcome to the bandwagon, folks. Yeah, so that leads into this discussion, right, a little bit more seriously. We talked about it at it the beginning of the year. It was serious when I brought it up first. Yeah, you, you act like you brought this up uh, okay. first, but okay. this has been a discussion. Even I talked about this on the morning show. Like when you go out and you score forty, I understand that it's a discussion. It's still going to be tough, though. Like the, the pace he's on absolutely calls for an All NBA selection. But here's the thing about deciding All NBA teams: you get some flexibility to work with in the backcourt. So not only are you going up against just point guards, mm. you get some shooting guards that you have to go up against. Victor Oladipo, having a good season, also is listed as a two, but you can't transition him to a forward. He's just not going to have that eligibility, so you're going to go up against all of these point guards in an NBA point guard-driven league, and then you're going to have to go up against Klay Thompson, Victor Oladipo, maybe even a McCollum steps up. I don't think so, but maybe. Maybe Steph Curry. Well, Steph, 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 that's a lot, right? No, no, you're right. Steph is, at this point, Steph keeps his pace up. He's number one. Oh, yeah. So, well, of course, no. I've got a question, though. Why, not, and this is a question for you. Why is Walker acting like you didn't create this take? Is my (laughs) question. Exactly. Stir the pot. Exactly. (laughs) These guys were trying to chop it up beforehand. I was like, you got to save this for the pot. Very contentious. Yeah, no, it was because Nada wants to act like he is the originator of the Kimba is going to make an all-NBA team, and I'm just not going to have it because it's a simple <laughs> lie. It's a simple lie? What do you mean simple lie? It's a well, lie. Let me you ask you lying. this, though. I mean, first team would be crazy. First he would team is impossible. First team, for, well, again. I, well, let me ask you this. Though. If he played, if he kept this pace up the entire season, I think you'd have to consider it. No, because Steph, because Steph we're also who? assuming Steph keeps his pace sure, up. Sure, but who would be the second? I mean, he's the second. Dame? Here's the thing. I would I would think at this point his biggest competition for that is like you just said, Dame. Yeah. I think Dame if for his second or third team, but at this point, Harden's been had a down year this thus yep. far. And I mean, I mean this is where record comes Chris into Paul play. Chris Paul has had a down like year. Like if the Hornets far. ended up like say they ended up the fourth seed somehow and Kemba kept this pace up, I think he gets it. Uh, Kemba well, gets the fourth seed. We got to start talking MVP. Yeah, and and that's, that's I'm here for it. You guys. You heard it here first. Not have started that take as you, well. You, I, I need MVP. I need to be the guy. I need to be that person where I want to give Kemba some love, but you guys just go <laughs> totally overboard and I have to bring everybody hey, back so in. So save this clip for when 6 months from now <laughs> when Walker says he came up with the Kemba MVP thing. Uh, I, I yeah, I I didn't come up with the all NBA discussion. I didn't come up with the MVP. <laughs> no, I'm simply here to bring everybody in, right? Yeah, not no, as know, the not originator. I'm yes, trying to bring everybody back in. <laughs> You're fighting for six spots for an all NBA team, six spots. And 
Steph Curry's already a lock, so he's probably going to yes, be first team, especially whether he's playing. Hell, you guys are bringing up James Harden. This is somebody that's finished runner-up or number one in three straight MVP votes. Has he had a good season to this point? Through 10 games, you're right. Well, it hasn't been as good. And to your point, though, voter fatigue, maybe. you know, Give another guy a little bit of a spotlight. Like Dame finished at first team last year, and that was kind of a surprise to me. I mean, he had a great season, but I think there is something to that when they're like, Hey, Dame, let's recognize this guy that hasn't had a lot of shine on a national stage. I think voter fatigue probably comes with the MVP, though. I don't think it comes with the All-NBA selection. There's always lot. like one, there's a year where Latrell Sprewell was first-team All-NBA. No, those are fun to see who made the third-team All-NBA. <laughs> no, no, first-team. No, Sprewell was on well, a first-team. I'm well, telling you, well, like every once in a while you'll get a, a you're like, huh? Well, well, right. Like I mean, I'm going back to Al Jefferson, though, which right, nobody right, right. would even expect him to make an All-NBA team. Guy didn't make an All-Star appearance that season. And he would go on to make the third All NBA team. So I'm I am willing to admit that it is certainly possible that Kimbo makes a third team All NBA selection. I'm saying second right here. Now. I'm <laughs> saying second. No, no, that's fine. I'm not going to go that far. He's not going to get anywhere close to the MVP discussion. Wow. But the guy has had I a agree great there. discussion. I agree there. The, the guy has had a the, he's had a great year. I I just I'm skeptical about him fighting off all the other point guards, all of the other guards that you can transition. You know these these riders, they will do everything they can, like switching it as much as mm-hmm. they can, right? Like the front court, you have a lot of flexibility. So Anthony Davis, I'll make him a center, when in reality he's probably like a power forward. But kind the, of, I think they've all that. gone to three forward spot. I think they've done three that's, forward That's spots. what I'm saying, Well, though. Davis so, is going to make it as the center. R- yeah. Right. Well, anyways, right? You you can you can flex all of these guys in as much as you can, and I'm just saying, it's going to be yeah. tough. No, you're right. Guard's the harder spot to get. It, it's and there's so be, many good guards. It, like there it's is. It's, it's a point guard-driven league. I know, Nada, you said on Twitter, Kyle Lowry, having a better season than Kemba is now. Yes, so you yes. would have to say Kemba is behind him in an All-NBA selection. It's going to be I tough. didn't know yeah. that. I've not been keeping up with that. He's I, having a good that's year. That's crazy because yeah. Kemba's having a great year. But anyways. All right. So, yeah, we'll transition here. We'll go. Well, I still love Kemba, even though you guys don't. No, I, I dislike him very much. How dare you? <laughs> coming to you from Kemba.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Kemba.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. We'll come back in just a second. We got some news coming up on November 17th where we will have some old Charlotte Hornets actually appear at the Spectrum Center in light of the 10 best Charlotte Hornets of all time voting that happened over uh, the last couple of weeks, I I guess. So like the beginning of October, and um, basically that started in July. So we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Stick around with us on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Walker Mail, Nada Edwards, Steve Bob, you're listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. So wait a minute. Do we value players that forget plays all of a sudden? I thought we were <laughs> we loved LeBron James because he remembered he could cite to you every single play from every game he's ever played in. Now all of a sudden, we like players who have no idea what happened on the previous play. I don't think you want him to play scared, right? It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Thanks again for joining us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Transitioning now to, again, when we all had the hoopla of who was going to be the top 10 Charlotte Hornets of all time that in the fan voting. That fraudulent. Not a lot of happy people. Not a lot of happy Nor Charlotte Hornets be. fans. So, eight of the 10 players selected by fan voting to comprise the Charlotte Hornets 30th anniversary team, they will be in attendance 
on Saturday, November 17th, when they play the Philadelphia 76ers for the third time in a short time to begin the season. So the two guys that are going to be missing from this, it's going to be Al Jefferson, who's playing basketball in China right now. Yes. Good old big Al, still keeping it going. And Larry Johnson. He's not going to be here. And we all know about the beef between the organization and Larry when it happened to have separated. When they separated, they broke up. He goes to the New York Knicks. Not exactly the best of relationship. That's right. Well, yeah, right. He He goes to New York. Yeah. So still, Larry Johnson, not exactly as thrilled with the Charlotte Hornets as he can be. Maybe. I I don't know if there's any beef there, but it's sad to see. It's it's sad not to see. I'd rather have him there. He works for the Knicks, though. So there is that part, too. Like he still has like a front office position so, with James Dolan. When I was uh, living in New York, I went to the Hornets Knicks game at the Garden. Only time I saw a game in the Garden, and uh, was wearing a Hornet shirt. And dude behind me goes, "Yeah, go back to Charlotte, Larry Johnson." I was like, "Larry Johnson is a Knicks legend too, sir." <laughs> Just like the no, trash talk up yeah. there was ridiculous. I, I thought uh, it most, would be better than that. One of the most famous plays in Knicks history, Larry so, Johnson. But okay. Yes. No, right. So Del Curry, Muggsy Bogues, Baron Davis, Kendall Gill, Alonzo Mourning, Glenn Rice, and Gerald Wallace. Those will be all of the other guys, the eight other players that will be in attendance. My question to you guys is there was so much uproar about Kemba Walker not being the number one Charlotte Hornet of all time. As there should have been. And the fact that it was Alonzo Mourning instead as that the best crazy. Hornets of that all time. Crazy. Are fans going to boo Zoe when he gets introduced out there because people no. are going to want it to be Kemba Walker as the best? Charlotte's too nice to do anything like that. Oh, I mean, they weren't on Twitter in this scenario. Yeah, I don't know if it shows up. It's a lot different. You know, Twitter muscles, Twitter fingers, Twitter whatever. Fingers. But, you know, uh, it, that is crazy and... I mean, Zoe should get some cheers and stuff, but my thing is cheer the guys the loudest that really embrace the organization. Um, so played some good years for us, but, you know, he wanted to leave, and I don't blame him. That was a Georgian team. No one should have wanted to play for that guy. I don't blame him for that, but it is crazy to have our best franchise player as somebody who is definitely a Miami Heat guy and like is so indoctrinated into that organization it's crazy no I, I think you know I had Kemba number one overall I did have Zoe two over Larry I just think the skill you mentioned playing for George Shin the the skill but whatever I had Zoe number well, two what did he do three seasons or four he did three seasons okay so I'd put Rice over him and and well Rice had three seasons as three well three better seasons in no, that but they weren't better though oh, like, just to, uh, offensively we're, they we're, were not very getting good. into your list right now oh, but no no but well, we'll do was, the list, but I did see this we were playing the Heat the other night and they go, uh, it was the Heat broadcast. And they're like, "We're get, it's Glenn Rice night the next night. And I'm like, well, really, you're going to do that against the Hornets? You're going to say it's Glenn Rice night? No, Glenn Rice was amazing. But anyways, right? So I, I'm just interested to see what the fan reaction will be because they were so mad about all this. But I'm, I'm sure Zoe's not going to get booed. But I, I want to see what the reaction is going to be. It's going to be a mild who, re- reaction. That's what I'm asking. Right, like it's biggest, not going to be. Who gets the biggest? It's going to be Kimba. No, Dell. Dell. No, no, Kimba's going to get the I love. got a sneaky one for you. I think Wallace. Gerald Wallace because he never he's up. never around. We that, don't see him a lot. You see Dell at all the games. You see Muggsy around town. You see Zoe isn't going to get it. I think Gerald Wallace should get some love. I love on that T-shirt that they have. There's a Bobcat jersey on there. Sure. No, you got two, right? Well, I guess Al's. They're going to use his Hornets in. one, but you know Gerald Wallace, the, the Bobcats jersey. That is pretty cool that he's going to be there. So you go with Gerald Wallace. I'm going to go that Kimba gets the biggest cheer. You're saying Dell gets it? Dell because people can't help themselves. Muggsy's probably well, going to get people a big couldn't one as help well. themselves. I just think the thing that being Dell, I see. I would have thought he would be the number one guy voted. 
by the fans. And the mm. fact that he wasn't leads me to believe that maybe there's just because he's around the organization so much, you know? Right. Yeah. They should have rigged it still. I still, we all yeah, still they should have rigged it. <laughs> they absolutely should have rigged it for Kemba Walker to be the number one Charlotte Hornet of all time. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you joining us here. Oh, that's we're, it. We're ending. Yes. Okay. Well, the that's a it. crash landing there. No, right. I was going to, I was just saying thank you. I don't have to say thank you. I but will I consider it. that. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank, thank you, you for, for considering my guys. appreciation. Love you guys. And thanks to you for listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Hornets. We'll be back with you tomorrow. I will be on the way to Marshall. So congratulations to me for going up to Huntington, West Virginia. But Nada and Doug will be taking care of you again tomorrow to preview once again the Philadelphia 76ers game. See you guys. Sorry, I didn't know you were going off there.